0: You're listening to the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. I launched my firm using nothing but my laptop and social media, signing 100 clients in my first 100 days, proving that we can ditch boring and traditional to become successful modern professionals. Welcome back to the Modern Professional Podcast, where I, Lawyer Britt, teach lawyers, accountants, realtors consultants, brokers, and really any other kind of professional, how to launch and grow their businesses in the modern age. As you may know, I opened my law firm in October of 2020, and my firm is completely virtual, meaning we do not have an office. Everybody works remotely from their home office or really wherever they are, and they can do this because we have instituted virtual law firm practices using online platforms and tools to make it possible for our team to work from anywhere. We live in this day and age of tech solutions for everything. You can run a law firm from your bed, from your couch, from your home office using online automation and communication. It's so much easier now to organize and run a law firm than it was 20 years ago. There's so many options out there. You just have to choose what's right for you, what's right for your style, for your goals. Do you want a big law firm? Are you a solo practitioner? Do you want to have employees? Knowing your end goal is going to help you figure out how to set up your virtual law firm so that you have the right tools for success. Because if you start out with something saying, hey, this is good for now. This works for me as just a solo practitioner. This works for me with just one employee. That's not going to cut it if you have a plan to scale, to grow multiple team members, multiple attorneys underneath you. If that's your end goal, you need to start with that in mind. Now, you can bare bones in the beginning, and this is different. I'll explain Just start with the essential things. But again, starting with the end in mind, think about what's really essential. Are there free or very low cost options for this thing that I need, this tool? And that's different from setting up your law firm to work for you now, because if you have 10 cases in the beginning and you have a spreadsheet to keep track of them, well, that's all fine and dandy. But once you have 100 cases, it's going to be near impossible to keep track of everything in a spreadsheet. So start with the end in mind. If you're going to eventually need something, start structuring your firm around the tools you will need for that future vision rather than doing just what works for now. Because believe me, it's going to be a pain in the butt to go back into your firm and fix things, change things, completely restructure how you operate. And you're doing this because you're growing, right? So you'd be doing it while also trying to handle a bunch of cases for your clients. So just trust me. Begin with the end in mind, start with only the essentials, but make sure those essentials can follow you through to where your end goal is. And if you're already established, you have an established law firm, if you have a virtual law firm, if you're thinking about going virtual, what you should be considering is optimization, automation. What can you take off your plate? What can you take off your team's plate to make your firm run more efficiently, smoothly? So I'm going to give you seven platforms, seven tools that your virtual law firm absolutely needs. Now, like I said, you may not need everything right up front, but I've structured this in a way to where the most essential things I'm going to cover first. Those are the things you absolutely need, non-negotiable. And then we'll go into things that you could think about later if you're not ready to take those steps. But like I said, if you're established, you want to make sure you have all these things. Throughout this list, I'm going to mention options for each platform, for each tool that I have heard of, that I've used, but I'm not endorsing them. I'm not guaranteeing them. I'm not an affiliate. This is just what I've heard, what I've seen, what I've talked to people about. So I'm going to mention them here. The first platform that you need is a practice management software. I like to call these case management softwares because usually we're just using them to keep track of cases, what's going on in each matter for each client. But sometimes they're called practice management software. It depends on how you use them. These are platforms like Clio, FileVine, my case practice Panther. The most important aspect for me when choosing a case management system was to make sure that it was easy, simple to use. I came from an insurance defense background, and the first case management practice management software I ever used for billing and for documentation and notation was built probably sometime around 1993. And you can imagine what that was like using it in 2017. So just make sure that it's simple, easy to use. I look for things like making sure that you can task people, task yourself, a very robust calendar system, able to use document templates. I always make sure that whatever system we're using, it has some kind of document template system or at least integrates with one. That means that you don't have to start from scratch drafting documents like motions and contracts and literally any other document that you use in your firm. You can use a template. Yes, you can use Microsoft Word templates. You can redraft. But what I mean is a template system that auto-populates information based off of what is in the matter in the case management system. Clio is really good at this. I won't say that it's the best because there's probably other options out there I'm unaware of, but I really enjoy using it. You can make custom fields for certain information that you have on the client, and that information can be automatically input into whatever document template. And it just really speeds up the process of drafting and filing documentation for our matters. In my opinion, practice management softwares, case management softwares, non-negotiable. If you ever hope to scale, if you ever hope to have more than 20 clients, you need this. A spreadsheet is not going to cut it. The reason being, you need a place to put all of the information about one case. I like to set things up so that if anybody in the team is talking to a client and that client has a question, oh, when was that deposition scheduled for? Do you know if this motion was filed? I want them to immediately be able to go into our case management system and figure out if the motion was filed, when the deposition is scheduled for right away. Into the matter knows it right away. Otherwise, it's just it's going to be a mess. Just just trust me. And these platforms usually have deals that go on for small firms, solo practitioners, and often you get to keep it as you grow, so remember to ask about that. So first one, case management software. The second platform that you absolutely need for your virtual law firm is file storage. These are platforms like Google Drive, OneDrive, Box, Dropbox, somewhere you can store documents for matters. You absolutely, absolutely need a cloud-based system for a virtual firm. The reason being, you're not all in one place. You cannot save everything onto your computer and just email things back and forth, email back changes. You need your team to be able to immediately access a file, a document, if it's been edited. The whole firm needs to have immediate access to anything that is changed in the file. Otherwise, I'm sure you can imagine things will get very, very messy if past drafts are being filed on accident, if people are making changes to a file that was already updated. No, very bad. Plus, you're risking client information if your computer crashes. Cloud-based file storage system. And I will say that you can often get a small plan, even like a family plan, With a lot of these that are less expensive, but you can still have multiple people on the plan until you're ready to move into a business plan. This is what I did. And you can also, you know, bifurcate. So for example, I keep all of our internal firm documents in Google Drive, but all of our client documents are in Dropbox. So, you know, it's it's whatever works for you. Find what works for you. Choose that. Use it. Do not use your computer. Cloud-based systems. The third and fourth tools, platforms that you need for your virtual firm have to do with communication. So many, so many law firms, lawyers, any kind of business owner, think that email back and forth is a fine way to communicate. This is true if this is your only means of communication. What do I mean? Internal and external. External communication. Communicating with people outside of the business, outside of your firm. Clients, opposing counsels anybody else. Internal communication is communication among your team. If your team works remotely, you need to try harder to connect with your team, to collaborate on issues and projects and anything else you might work on. So it's important to separate internal and external. And I'll get into why in just a minute. Okay. Raise your hand if you hate awkward networking events. Yes, yes, me too. Archaic, outdated, and honestly not the best ROI. Now raise your hand if you hate spending tons and tons of money on advertising or if you don't have any money to spend on it. Yep. I was also there. I bootstrapped my law firm with savings, no big marketing budget. What I did have was social media. I posted content on free social media platforms to build my company to $1.78 in revenue in the first full year. This alone should be the light bulb in your head that gets you to take action to create content seriously so you can start your business or grow your business or even just grow a book of business. But I get it. You don't have time. Or you feel awkward and embarrassed to post or be on video. That's okay. I've been there too. That's why I'm hosting the Accelerated Content Workshop. To show you how I finally got over myself to create and post a week of converting content in just one hour. Interested? I know you are. Head over to lawyerbrit.co slash workshop to learn. That's L-A-W-Y-E-R-B-R-I-T-T dot co co slash workshop. When I say external, I am talking about email. That's the quickest, most efficient way to communicate with other people, other businesses in our day and age. It's pretty cheap to get business emails. Go with a basic email system. If you're just starting the lowest available plan, but make sure that your domain is actually your business domain. Don't give somebody an email that's lawyer so and so at gmail.com for your business. No, 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 no. We do not do that. Using your domain name in the email is so much more legitimate. It brings you so much more credibility as a professional, as a business. If it's at premierpropertylaw.com, at lawyerbrit.com, gives you so much more credibility. If it is at lawfirm.com, at yourlawfirm.com, the name of your business, that's what your domain is. Your domain is, well, it should be the name of your business. Domain is your URL, usually for your website. But it should be related to your business. You're not giving somebody an at Yahoo, an at Gmail. That does not look good. I mean, think about it. You would probably second guess if you were trying to work with a business, with a professional, and they said, yeah, yeah, shoot me an email at Gmail. You'd be like, this person isn't shelling out $7 a month for a professional email? Like, do they even know what they're doing? Who am I working with, right? Just looks so much more legitimate and credible. Use that. So that's external communication, communicating with people outside of your firm. Internal communication, internal, inside your firm. Why does this have to be different from external? Why can't you just talk to your team through email? Well, I don't know about you, but when I open up my email and I've got 20, 30 unread emails, I'm not looking through to see if a team member sent me an email. I'm going through them in order. That's a problem Because if there's something urgent that your team member needs to know about, and you're going in order with your most recent emails, and you don't get to it for however long, 10 minutes, an hour, two hours, well, that could create a huge issue. If it's something that's urgent, you wouldn't know. And also because when you are in your email inbox, you're likely to get distracted by all the other emails. So if you're working on a project, working on an issue, something comes up. You look in your email, oh, I need to see what so and so said. I need to say what my associate, my assistant, my paralegal said about that thing. You open up your email, you spot an email you've been waiting for, you spot an email from opposing counsel on a big case, it's going to completely distract you. You're going to open it up, start working on that, and whatever project you were working on is gone. It's history. For that reason, I only check email a few times a day. But going off of that, you don't want your team's communications to be lost in that same. Sea of emails. The platform we use is Slack, and I absolutely love it. But there are other ones like Microsoft Teams and Google Chat. It really keeps the information organized. Really keeps it organized. You can use different channels, different groups, messages, group chats to talk about different things. So you have one channel to talk about new cases, one channel to talk about cases going to trial just a few examples, but if there's different areas to put information, you can prioritize what chats, what channels to look at first. And I think that's really helpful. Plus, email is not very personal. It takes a lot to make a connection with a team when you're remote, when you're not in the same office and you can't just pop over to somebody's desk and say, "Hey, I'm working on this. Oh, how was your weekend?" That doesn't happen when you're not in the same room as somebody, not in the same office. So you have to work a little bit harder to make connections. So it's nice, you know, during the day, in the mornings, on Mondays, to chat with somebody. Say, hey, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Oh, happy birthday. I saw it was last week. That makes a big difference than putting that in an email. It's just so much more formal. While internal chats, like on Slack, are much more informal. It builds a better connection. And obviously also, so we've got external communication, internal communication. I'm also tossing in here video conferencing. So Zoom. I'm sure there's other ones, but I really don't like any other than Zoom. It's just a good old original Zoom. I think people use Teams, Microsoft Teams as well, but that's not my not my jazz. Video conferencing is used for both external and internal. So you can use your Zoom to connect with your clients. I know we all use it nowadays to appear in court and take depositions. You can also meet internally, meet with your team on video. If you're completely visual, it again, builds that connection, making sure everybody is supported and seen. I think you get like 90 minutes free daily, something like that. You can take out a subscription for more. I don't think it's that expensive to, you know, schedule big groups and you can also screen record. So that's huge. I think you need the paid feature to screen record, but That is a big, big, big reason why I have a subscription. And I'll talk about that a bit later and why that's important. But Zoom, video conferencing, definitely need it. Okay, so far, we talked about number one, case management software. Number two, file storage. Number three, external communication, meaning email. Number four, internal communication, something like Slack, Teams, Google Chat, also video conferencing. Five is a phone service. These days, we can get away with doing less traditional options. So it used to be that you called up AT&T, called up Comcast, and you got a phone line and somebody came and installed your phone. That doesn't really happen anymore, and not for virtual firms anyway. And you're not going to show up at your employee's house and install a phone line in their home office. That's just not going to happen. So an alternative to that is getting an online service, getting an app to use through your cell phone, through your team's cell phones, so that you can call out from your business line. You can get calls in from your business line. You can get faxes and text messages through a business number so that it seems more legitimate. Remember, bringing a level of legitimacy and credibility is important. Yes, you can use your cell phone to start. You can use your cell phone to make calls, of course, but I know that I don't want my team members to have to use their cell phone numbers because I don't want clients calling them at all hours of the night. I've gotten calls from clients before at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. I don't want that for my team members. So we use an app that allows them to receive communications, receive calls, and make outbound calls without using their personal number. I think it's important. Benefits to using a traditional service are, you know, it's probably easier to keep as you grow if you end up wanting landlines, you know, that's something important. But really, I think that the benefits are greater for using the app when you're a virtual firm, because it's easier, everybody can log in from wherever they are. Usually it's more cost efficient. Tool number six, accounting software. This is something that a lot of law firm owners, a lot of business owners kind of either forget or think is not that important and kind of brush it under the rug until tax time comes around. And then it's a rude awakening. Personally, we use QuickBooks. I feel like that is like the powerhouse, best known accounting software. Some business owners, obviously, especially if you're starting, you want a free or a cost-efficient platform because you're kind of DIYing, you're, you're bootstrapping, right? But you, you kind of get what you pay for. So I personally started with WAVE which is a free slash low cost accounting bookkeeping software. It was fine for a minute and a minute, I mean, like maybe a month or two. And then it was not a good experience. I wish I would have just started with QuickBooks because by the time that I was ready to merge over to QuickBooks, it was a little more of a hassle to take everything out of wave, put it in QuickBooks, learn a new system, just save yourself the time, I think, and go right with QuickBooks especially if you're really increasing your revenue, if you're running a payroll, especially if you're running a payroll, just go with QuickBooks, much more robust system. If you're considering going with a different platform, I recommend that you check out the system's support opportunities. Like, can you call them if you have an issue? Can you email them if you have an issue? I had an issue with Wave. I had one employee on payroll, and for whatever reason, it wasn't going through. I wasn't able to run the payroll. And I realized then that Wave does not have a phone number that you can call. And so I emailed them. Do you want to know how long it took for Wave to get back to me? Two weeks. Two weeks. I luckily had checks and I was able to bring the check to my team member and pay her, but that was not good. That was not good at all. QuickBooks, much more robust. They will respond to you. You can call them. Other systems may not have those opportunities available. So just think about that moving forward. And again, you can usually get away with not having a robust system, just using a really, really basic bookkeeping accounting software. But just think about the fact that if you're planning on growing, you are going to have to merge into a different platform at some point. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Number seven is multiple platforms in one, but I'm lumping them in because they're all very related. And I think it's something you definitely need to think about as you continue and scale and grow your marketing because you should be marketing on social media. I could talk about this for days. You know, I'm a big advocate of marketing like crazy on social media. If you're not marketing on social media, we need to have a talk because that is an incredible opportunity that you're giving up. And yes, in the beginning, you can just manually create your content, you can manually record, edit, post. You can make your reels directly in Instagram or in TikTok, but as you grow, and that's what I did, by the way, for a very long time before I started using these softwares, but as you grow and your time is more needed elsewhere in your business with your clients, it's best to get these tools and these systems in place. So the first content creation platform I want to talk about is video editing, so, when I first started, actually, I was using the Video Shop app on my phone to edit all my video. And I mean all of it. I was splicing and editing and moving clips around and adding subtitles and text using Video Shop. That's one word, Video Shop. You can find that on, I think it's on Android and Apple. It was fantastic. It was really, really fantastic to use. However, it was still it was still something I was doing. So it was good that I wasn't creating the video directly in Instagram because we all know what <laughs> a pain. Those platforms can sometimes be for editing. But eventually I moved into using other platforms. So something like iMovie or Filmora, that's my current video editor use. I did hire a video editor eventually, but these softwares will make it a bit easier to create content, maybe not. TikToks and Reels, but something more long form like IGTV or YouTube, those would definitely be helpful. Filmora, I believe there's a free option and a paid like and a premium Filmora, F-I-L-M-O-R-A. And then iMovie, of course, comes with every Mac and that's easy to use as well. The next thing you want to think about is scheduling software. So yes, you can manually post everything for as long as you want. And if that works for you, that works for you. But there are programs out there That will help you schedule out and automatically post your content to different social platforms. These are platforms like Later and Buffer. You can schedule, you know, hey, I want this video to be posted to LinkedIn at 12 o'clock on Thursday. Okay, I want this post, this photo to go out on Instagram at one o'clock on Monday. You can set that up and then you don't have to think about it. You can do an entire month and not have to think about it. I think there are freemium and paid versions. Of these softwares. There's also a software called Preview App that I use just to kind of organize when I want to post certain things, more of a visual aspect. There are some limitations to Later and Buffer because I don't think they can post reels. They may be able to now. I don't think it was the last time I checked, but that's something you want to think about. Last in the social media content creation world are photo and graphic editing platforms. So When I say photo, I mean a photograph, photograph taken with a camera versus a graphic, which is something that's created in a a platform like Canva that's not necessarily a photo of a person, but has, you know, cool graphics, infographics, something like that. You can make those in Canva, super, super easy platform. If you've never used it, try it out, Canva, C-A-N-V-A. And what I use for photo editing is Lightroom. That is like a subsection, easier platform than Photoshop. But it really is to just make the photos pop, you know, enhance the coloring, make photos brighter, easier to see. It really is a good platform. And by the way, both of these have free versions. Pretty sure I have the free version of Lightroom. And you can download these apps on your phone and go to town. I like to use Canva on my computer, it just makes life a little bit easier, but whatever's best for you, whatever you feel most comfortable with. So to recap, The seven platforms you need for your virtual law firm are case management software, need, non negotiable. I don't care what kind of law firm you have, you need that. File storage, something that is cloud based like Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive. You need an external communication tool, meaning email, also video conferencing with Zoom. And you need an internal communication system, something like Teams or Slack or Google Chat. You need a phone service, again, adds a layer of credibility, but you can use an app. Accounting software, I really think that everybody should consider using QuickBooks just because it's easier, more robust. Seven, although it's kind of a a mesh of a bunch of different platforms. Content creation, things to make your life easier to make sure that your marketing is set up on social media while you still are able to run your law firm. And a bonus. Bonus. So it's really I know that the title is seven platforms you need for your virtual law firm, but we're going to go with Eight, I'm gonna give you a bonus eight, number eight platform that you need for a virtual law firm. Video sharing. I know you're probably like video sharing, what is that? That makes no sense. So when you're running a virtual law firm, you can't just pop into someone's office like a traditional brick and mortar when you need something done or when you want to show somebody how to do something or you're changing a system, changing a procedure. And sometimes it's difficult to type out instructions explaining exactly what you want. So I have found that it is very helpful to record my screen and myself talking out, you know, explaining a task and then sending it to my team or whoever specifically is handling something. So they can view the video as though I was standing right there next to them walking them through something. It really makes such a difference. And it's better than just one meet and share screen on Zoom where you're saying, hey, this is how I want it done. Because if you record something, your team can obviously revisit it, review it, rewatch it if they get confused or they need help later on. Sometimes I do an initial meeting on Zoom showing them how to do it. But this is what I was talking about earlier. I do record the Zoom meeting. So you're able to do that with the paid version, I believe, on Zoom. If you can do it on free, someone let me know. But if you get on Zoom with your team member and say, hey, this is how we're changing this. This is how we're going to do this going forward. You can just record it, save that, and send it to them. However, and here's the kicker. This is where video sharing comes in. Instead of plugging up your file storage, so your, your Google Drive or your, or your Dropbox, with these large videos that are going to take up a lot of space and a lot of storage that you're going to have to pay for, put it on a video sharing site, video sharing system. Personally, we use Vimeo. That's V-I-M-E-O. Vimeo. It's like housing all of your videos in one spot, kind of like a YouTube, but it's not public. Or at least you can make videos private and you can password protect certain videos so that you can only share it with some people. So we use Vimeo. I send videos out to my team. Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, here's an update. Here's a change we're making in our procedures. And I send it to them. I send it to the link and they can view it over and over and over. And it just makes life so much easier than trying to get everybody on a meeting or trying to show somebody one time and then showing them again if they forget. And another bonus, I'm full of the bonuses today. You can even send the videos to new team members. So you're not completely redoing whatever you're teaching initially. That's pretty big. You're not Spending your time showing somebody how to do something multiple times, you're doing it once, sending it out, and it's done. I think that's huge. If you liked this episode, please screenshot, post it to your story, tag me and let me know what you think. Let me know how you liked the episode. What else would you say is necessary for building a virtual law firm? What do you want to see me talk about next? Hiring VAs, starting with a video, I am open to anything. I want to hear from you. Let me know. Thanks for listening. This is the Modern Professional Podcast with Lawyer Britt.